0: I love Jenny Kane. At this very moment, I'm feeling so comfy and cozy as I'm practically getting a hug from my Jenny Kane crop cashmere cocoon cardigan. I am enjoying this sweater so much that I've been living in it all spring long. And with Mother's Day just around the corner, this is a feeling you can gift all the well-deserving moms, moms moms-to-be, and mother figures in your life by giving them the gift of Jenny Kane. Along with bringing you this episode, Jenny Kane is a California brand through and through, and their staples make getting dressed so super easy. Think minimalist and effortless, but totally refined. Jenny Kane means luxurious cashmere sweaters, iconic accessories, elevated versions of your everyday basics, plus the most incredible home essentials. For a limited time, Birthful listeners get 15% off their first order. Go to JennyKane.com and use the code BIRTHFUL15 to get 15% off and support the show. Jenny Kane is known for their quintessential sweaters with their cotton collection providing you with the perfect everyday pieces as the days get warmer, but they also have gorgeous sundresses in a variety of silhouettes for any occasion and spectacular sandals to go along with them. Find the perfect Mother's Day gift or curate your new spring go-tos at JennyKane.com. Birthful listeners get 15% off your first order when you use the code birthful15 at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E dot com, promo code BIRTHFUL15. Get yourself and the mothers in your life the gift of Jenny Kane. Pregnancy and postpartum are some of the most nutritionally demanding times of your life, which makes sense because you're basically acting as your baby's pantry while pregnant or nursing. That's why the quality of your prenatal supplements is so vitally important. Welcome to the Birthful Podcast. I'm Adriana Lozada, and today we're going to be talking about restoring your uterus. More and more, we're acknowledging the menstrual cycle as a vital sign. So let's take it one step further and consider how the uterus connects to general health. What happens to the uterus during pregnancy, birth, and postpartum, and why is it important to restore the uterus after having a baby? Valerie Lynn has answers. Stay tuned. The Birthful Podcast, talking to maternity pros and new parents to inform your intuition. Hello, Mighty Parents and Parents-to-be. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for all the love you give this show and your reviews and feedbacks and requests and ratings. Really, for all your ever-expanding support. All right. So my guest today is Valerie Lynn, who is an expert in traditional feminine health care, specializing in postpartum recovery. And I am very excited to hear everything she has to say. So let's get to it. Welcome, Valerie. It is so lovely to have you on the show. We made it happen.
1: Yes, we did. My apologies for the wait. And I am super excited to be here.
0: Yes, me too. And this is you have this unique knowledge from all the intersections of your experiences um, surrounding postpartum practices that I am so excited to talk about this of restoring your uterus and why that is important. But before we get into the topic, per se, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Who are you?
1: Okay well my name is Valerie Lynn and I'm a mom and I'm an author and a speaker and I'm the new owner of the post-pregnancy Wellness boutique uh, in Los Angeles. and I my journey started 12 years ago with my son. I've been in Asia for the last 20 years, particularly in Malaysia. After the birth of my son in the US we had come back for just a short period. so I always say my son was made in Malaysia, born in America and we went back when he was three months old, I had taken a position uh, as the executive director of the American Chamber of Commerce. And over the months, some, some was born in May 2007, took the job September 2007. Over the months, I just was you know, stressed and realized um, that it, it had developed into postpartum anxiety. And with anxiety goes a bit of OCD. So I had postpartum anxiety and OCD. And I discovered this By reading articles out of America, Mother's Day, 2008, a year later, virtually to the day when I gave birth. And I was like, I had this, I had this, I had this. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I read the number of women that that were diagnosed with PMADs, postpartum mood and anxiety disorders in the United States. And it was about a million women because that equated to the 20%. Then I was said, oh, "Okay, how about Malaysia? Because Malaysia had all these wonderful practices that weren't available to me available to me in America." And it was at three percent, and I was like, well, Why?" That stopped me because my background is developmental economics, so I look at statistics, and I knew it wasn't their diet because it wasn't a, a good diet like Japan, because I lived in Japan for five years, and that's why I became familiar with the body. I'm taking a shiatsu, setting, shiatsu massage. And I realized it was their very, there was a post deep postnatal heritage that provided postnatal guidelines and techniques, techniques and skills and products and women that knew how to take care of uh, a post baby body. And then I went very deep into it and I took out a package at a postnatal spa and I went there for massages. I had a womb left a couple of years later. That was life life-changing for me and I just got very deep because my, my position at the American chambers I had I had very good government contacts so I applied to do a study in the Ministry of Health of Malaysia and I went into the field and went to hospitals Malaysia has one of the most progressive um, maternal health care policies in the world whereby they have three months of uh, maternity leave but for each woman that gives birth they have they offer And provide for six free two-hour body treatments massages and wrappings and I'll say that again the Malaysian government provides each woman that gives birth in a public hospital six free two-hour body treatments massages and wrappings all within the first six weeks Uh, targeting day five after birth uh, starting by day seven and finishing by day 44 so that, that really struck me of, wait a minute, why are they focusing on the six weeks? We're not supposed to do anything until after the six weeks, correct? And that just was another huge paradigm change in my life. So I rebalanced myself, um, restored myself, because the Eastern philosophies of afterbirth cares that woman is out of balance during pregnancy and afterwards, and actually every month with the, the menses. You know, so it's a hormonal imbalance. It's not sickness. It's not something that you need you know pills for. And I just went very deep. And it's ironic that it took nine months of study and writing. That was my book. So everyone says you burst your book. And that's, it's, that's kind of what always struck me as funny.
0: <laughs> and, and so,
1: yeah, so that's my background. Yeah.
0: And so fascinating, right? How you discover, like, uh, you were at the right place in the right time, having the right experience to then get you to jump into all this information and knowledge. Um, and I love the idea of rebalancing yourself. I am very curious about the womb lift that you mentioned. And also, like, what what is this all about? Because it's not just about, oh, they do these, you know, they have these uh, these practices that they do and it's just a cultural thing. I mean, you're equating it to better outcomes in terms of that's a big difference between a 3% postpartum mood disorder rate in Malaysia with the postpartum mood disorder rates that we have here in the U.S., which is like is 10%, right? Or what percentage did you say? 20. 20. My gosh. Mm-hmm. That's an enormous, an enormous shift because it keeps growing even now it that is. we know more about it.
1: And also, I'm I'm postpartum support international country coordinator for Malaysia for the past nine years, so I get I get uh, I get I'm on the website. I get contacted, you know, weekly, monthly, you know, from Malaysian families. So there are and myself, there were people that fall and are falling through the cracks, because it's a double edged sword. You it's so low, but there are the three percent, and so there's not many doctors that there actually there's hardly any. There's two that I found out lately in North Malaysia and in Kuala Lumpur that are starting to focus on, you know, the the postpartum period and the PMADs. So, you know, it's really fascinating. And all this is preventative. Uh, you know, obviously it's not absolute, but it's a heck of a much better, stronger recovery than we have here than going home and, and just saying, okay, let your body naturally recover. And it does naturally recover to a degree. Well, also, and this idea of get back to get your body back or
0: get back to, you know, have a baby, pop out a baby and then get back to it. Like we have a completely different approach to Mm -hmm. what postpartum is going to look like. So even taking a step back and going like, wait, my body just went through so much. Let's, you know, something needs to be like every cell in my body has changed. Let's honor that and see how to best help For not immediate health, but then also as, as lifelong health. Mm -hmm. Um, And then that brings us to our topic, which is, you know, you, when we had a conversation, when we met, you were talking about womb as a life force. And bringing it to that of restoring your uterus like how does the health of the uterus connect to general health
1: well for a woman it's everything and and i really had this discovery in 2010 and again and i just it struck me how significant like our heart is our as our as the heart maybe they say is you know that the center of our circulatory system in the body you know but you know for a woman, it's really our womb. Everything is about that. Our whole body is geared towards, um, is made for having, you know, having babies, you know, anatomically. So there's, it's just the center of woman and the life force. And when I, I'm the first foreigner to earn a certificate from a university in Malaysia, University of Technology, Malaya, in the Malay postnatal recovery practices. And when I was there in training, and i'm still very close to my mentor today um in malaysia she gave me a womb lift, and even it was 2010 my my son may 2007 you know your womb is low it's low after pregnancy because you have the weight of the baby it's low you know when they say with for women you know when you're going to pick something up use your legs don't hold in your breath that forces things down that can push down the womb um, and the feminine organs as well as every month the uterus is low into into the um so so the so the menses can go out of the vagina. So it's it, so the womb is low and then it goes up. It's low it goes up. Sometimes it doesn't go up because of how I you know what I just explained. So mine was low and checking it is this should be right behind the navel, the belly button. And then when she did that I just felt this kind of, I don't know, the surge of energy, like afterwards, that was like a rebalancing, my menses were better, less, less period pains. Um, I just, everything just seemed to be centered for, and that was my personal experience. And that was another thing, another um, experience that just shifted my whole, my paradigm change you know, with that. And again, I had my, my, my started my prenatal education in Malaysia. So this was just ingrained in me. And then when I didn't have it in the U S when I gave birth and then I went back, everything just fit together at the right time.
0: And so, so, you know, it was about the location of the womb, but how can people (laughs) who are listening to this podcast, um, understand like where their womb is. And let's take a quick break. And let's talk about how they connect with that, what what they can do when we come back. And we are back. And Valerie, we were talking, uh, I wanted to know how people can connect with where their womb is at and how to connect with that. And I like, I know this is a practice that happens in Malaysia and people do, they will do a womb lift for you, but you know, there's nobody mm-hmm. around here that will do that. Yes. So,
1: how does this apply to to our listeners? Well, well, they you know, they there's we won't even know what it is because I didn't even know that I had a had a had a low womb. So it's something that's an education and a paradigm change that's that's happening with the the focus on the fourth trimester. Well, what we do have that's a that's available here is the Mayan tradition. I know from Mexico, the Mayan traditions they study womb lifts and and massage for the abdominal. Of course, I teach the. Uh, The abdominal, you know, preparation for the traditional postpartum recovery practices workshop. It's not something that's generally here. And that's an issue, uh, I feel. And I'm also starting, well, from request teaching, just self-care during the menses period. Um, The time, I should say. To be able, because it's it's interesting. Like last week, I was I was helping, I was I was showing women, you know, how to do this, and and we we're we're not even touched there. We don't even touch ourselves on our abdomen. The first time I even had a, a, a abdominal massage, which is part and parcel in Asia, was I had my back massage. and They said, "Oh, turn over." And I'm like, "Okay, what's this?" This is like 94. And when I was in Japan, and And then they just did a little bit of an abdominal massage and this, and it felt so good. And I was realized I was never touched on the abdomen, like in 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 a, in that kind of a, a way, you know, like the, like that kind of massage and feeling. And I was like, wow, that felt really good. That's where all our major organs are. And our stomach and our digestive. And it's all connected.
0: Yeah, well, and we know that during pregnancy, all those organs get shifted and move. Like if Mm -hmm. you've ever seen a, 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 a plate of... The side view of how the internal organs shift. Like Mm -hmm. your stomach is, your bladder is squished like a pancake. Your Mm -hmm. intestines are like off to the side, wherever, wherever things fit. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So it makes sense that that would need to reposition and re, and when the baby comes out, you feel kind of deflated because all these muscles were super stretched and you need to gather them in. So that, that makes sense to me. When you were referring to the Mayan, um, Tradition is that related to the Arvigo abdominal massage? That that is something that I've seen more around, you know, my neck of the woods.
1: Yes, yes, it is. Like that's what we have here. You know, again, it's I'm trying to teach it. I know other people are trying to to teach that, but I, it's not going to happen overnight. And people are going to be, you know, dubious about it, and and maybe not even like being touched. I have some moms that's like, no, I'm not showing my stomach. You know, they're very conscious. It's just silly. Um, well, um, it's not silly. I apologize. I, um, I just with the traditional feminine health, um, I, people are very self conscious, and I just, I just, you know, want to help people. So it's not silly. People are.
0: It's a learning process. It's something that we've been conditioned to, to uh yes, to think negatively around sometimes.
1: Yeah. So it's going to start with education. Educate your, you know, yourself first about it, and then, but once you do. You know, once you, you 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 try it and then you're, you know, you're, it's, and you have that experience with someone who you trust, it's, it's, you'll see the effect. And so people can start with, for example, just to have, putting a hot um, compress, a hot a water bottle, an electric heating pad on their abdomen if they have like stomach aches, stomach cramps during their menses to just, to, to realize how heat, and how um, manipulation of the area can be very positive. That's something small that people can start with. Then there just really has to be, there's really not enough, there's not enough people in the United States doing this. And that has, hopefully that will change with the demand. Um, you know, I'm getting calls now from New York and elsewhere that I've trained and people want, want this type of service and they're asking me to like do a registry. So something like that, It's going to happen, but people need, we're really in the education phase out in the United States. Mm -hmm. And
0: why? So can we get a little bit more into the how and what and why of this being important um, as we're trying to educate and eventually get to a point where you will go to a practitioner and there would be this type of massage, like so hap- let's walk through what happens to the uterus during, like, fertility, conception, pregnancy, birth, and then postpartum that requires that restoring. restoring.
1: Okay. Um, so, like, a normal cervix before pregnancy, most of the space is taken up by in our body by the abdomen and the large and small intestine. There's really no separation you know, in the areas of the pelvis and the abdomen. And the cervix is about an inch long on, on average. Um, so as you as as you know, you, you get you know there's fertility, that's fertility and then pregnancy, of course it's you know it's going stretched um, astronomically you know, the size of you know a melon when we have the baby so so that's that's in a nutshell that's, that's what happens. so then when you know we have the placenta and then the, the 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 womb, the cervix, then terminology changes to the womb once there's a baby inside a fetus inside. Um, that's just the, how the medical industry, you know, you know, goes to that progress, changes the vocabulary to that progression. Um, so it goes grapefruit at 12 weeks and then the papaya at at the second trimester. And then it goes up to like, you know, the small melon. So, and it's, so the weight of it also changes too. So it, it, I think it's about two, two pounds that the cervix is enlarged. And is full of you know blood and, and fluid, and so that supports the baby, and that's why you know, over the nine months it, it kind of doesn't it just kind of sneaks up on us how much of fluid we get and the the amount of blood and then the placenta and so all of this kind of sneaks up over the nine months. Then afterwards, there is such a shift um, right after the baby's born with with the um, the reduction in the drop in hormones due to due to birth due to losing uh, the, you know the heat of the baby and the placenta that within hours you know the contraction starts the afterbirth contractions start and so the tightening you know of the of the uterine muscles because it's just contracting and you may not feel it so much in the in the a bit with the first pregnancy because the muscles are very, very taut and but as you have progressive pregnancies and they get looser and looser it's going to last longer and a couple days longer so usually on average they say it's three days or so I was like three or three to five days you know that it, it would contract
0: and that is a huge point that you're making because I've had as a doula postpartum clients that I've been with several times and the first time parents I find first time people who give birth they there's not that feeling like you're saying you're like it's all part of it, right? You're feeling weird things, but nothing that's really grabbing your attention. But as you have more babies, that immediate contraction of the uterus gets more intense. And I even had one client who was like, I'm not so worried about the birth part. I'm worried about the after pains of the contractions because those are, to her, they were really intense. And the word she used is brutal.
1: <laughs> yeah, they, they can be, and it's the involution process. And uh, we have to to think about that. We've, you know, we've opened 10 centimeters, got to close 10 centimeters. And all this is going to happen naturally. And the analogy I I like to use is if you're going down, you know, a river that you're going to go down because there's a natural current. But if you have oars, you know, to take you down faster and better and get to where you're going, that's what the traditional postpartum practice is you it gets you there faster better and stronger and so all this process is happening and you have to understand the energy network in the body and what the body does normally when it, at, at night we we heal the body's on heal heal mode and then during the day it's, it really focuses on digestion but at the condition of a woman's body after childbirth there's so many different things happening and so you know First, are we're, we're, you know the involution process is happening. We're shedding the retained elements of the water, fat, and flatulence. It's producing breast milk. Um, the hormonal rebalancing is happening. Uh, there's so many other things that are happening at once. So the energy in the body, the network is really like stretched. What it, what it's kind of focusing on. That's why you know, and there's that. That's why a lot of a lot of things that we do inadvertently in the United States and Western cu- cultures, we don't have those postnatal recommendations and guidelines for nutrition, food, or the lifestyle. We just think we can go back because we don't have a postnatal heritage. So we need to look to other cultures to find this out. When I do talk to grandmas and great grandmas, they did do things. And, but now it's just, it's not focused on here. So we've lost that. So that's why I look to countries like Malaysia that do have a benchmark. Just as sorry, I digress. But so when this is happening, the uterus, um, you know, it's painful and it's, it's you know, it's, it's shrinking. And so things that can help that, that they do in traditional cultures is um, massage, deep heat, um, you know, the digestive system uh, stalls after childbirth because pregnancy is a natural, you know, state of a woman's body. The action of birth is an actual action. Um, but it's natural, but birth is a, is a trauma to the body nonetheless, just like if you're in an accident or you have a surgery, it's a trauma. Mm-hmm. So, but this trauma heals itself really quickly during the first six weeks, whereby um, pregnancy is roughly 280 days. Six weeks is only 15% of the time we spend pregnant, but 80 to 85% of the physical revision happens. And so there's a big healing window of opportunity that happens during that period that is harnessed by by the traditional practices like from Malaysia. And they harness the active revision, the process of the active revision of pregnancy, you know, when its body's reversing that and it's it's shedding the retained elements and there's the involution is happening. And they give the body, you know, the natural products that it needs the herbs and the spices and the products and they know how to do the massage and and then support the weakened core that helps the body holds everything together including the hips that helps the 10 centimeters it helps the you know when the body's malleable with the relaxing hormone in it so it helps the body um heal faster and recuperation and restore so you know pressing on the, the the hips the the longer you know postpartum abdominal garment that they have Helps the cervix holds up, you know, the 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 um, perineum floor. It has okay. The it helps align the organs that have to fall back into their place as they shrink because don't forget they're inflated with water and fat and there's air in that tummy where the baby was. And it also it supports the weakened core, and so it helps the back and supports the spine, allowing for a better network of energy. To happen so the shedding happens more efficiently organs are together that they get back together um, get in the right position efficiently breast milk production as well as you know um uh, uh, expel of the breast milk to the baby happens because your the core is supported and so there's a, a lot of a lot of benefits to it
0: and you're talking specifically to wrapping practices at this point
1: Yes, but it gets to the uterus, sorry, where you're also, um, you're having the wrap that's including the hips that helps support the perineum floor. And so it helps the cervix um, heal faster as well, like shrink faster.
0: And let's talk a little bit more about those wraps, but let's take a quick break first and we'll be right back. Or like in my case, where my husband is a photographer who takes magnificent photos that I rarely actually get to see because they live on his phone or end up scattered in text messages that I can't easily find. Enter the Family Album app, which was created to give parents a secure and easy way to share photos and videos with your loved ones. Basically, it's a personal space for your family's memories without third-party ads, or unwanted eyes, and with a bunch of fabulous features. It automatically sorts photos and videos by month, allowing you to swipe back in time and easily see how your child has grown, and you can also order 8 photo prints every month to be delivered to your home. The Family Album app also has unlimited storage, plus it's totally free! Yup. No more worrying about running out of space or being bombarded by third-party ads. So, to all the parents out there still trying to use other messaging apps for your kids' photos, level up your family photo game for free and securely with the Family Album photo sharing app. Head over to the App Store today, search Family Album, all in one word, and download the app to start creating your shared photo legacy today's episode is sponsored by acorns and sometimes i find that investing gets put off because it doesn't seem urgent or because with our busy lives we may not have the time to research and manage said investments which is why i so appreciate that acorns makes it easy to start automatically saving and investing for your future and that you don't need a lot of money or expertise to invest with acorns in fact You can get started with just your spare change. So for example, I take advantage of Acorn's roundup feature where they round up the purchase amounts I make in my linked account to the nearest dollar and then they automatically transfer that to my invest account portfolio. Also, Acorn's can recommend an expert built portfolio that fits you and your money goals then automatically invests your money for you. For me, that's easy peasy investing. Head to Acorns.com slash birthful or download the Acorns app to start saving and investing for your future today. Client testimonial may not be representative of all clients. Tier 1 compensation provided. Compensation provides an incentive to positively promote Acorns. View important disclosures at acorns.com slash birthful. Investing involves risk, including loss of principal. Please consider your objectives, risk tolerance, and Acorns fees before investing. Acorns Advisors, LLC Acorns, is an SEC-registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are provided to clients of Acorns by Acorn Securities, LLC. Member FINRA, SIPC. For more information, visit acorns.com. And we are back talking with Valerie Lynn about restoring your uterus. And so we were talking about... Wrapping practices that not just about, you know, focusing on the hips, but also it's the whole core and the perineum so that things can rebalance and get that support to come back to shape. Um, There's a lot of different opinions and thoughts on this. And I want to get your perspective of, you know, when to wrap, how long to wrap for, do you need to wrap? Because I find that there's different people have different opinions on that. And if they're more PT oriented, they're like, mm, you probably shouldn't rap because then that's going to, it's not helping you actually engage with your core, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, so speak to me about that.
1: Yeah, that, that's interesting because, you know, the, the PT people, um, they're, they're, I think they're, re- I've talked to a lot of them and they refer to the elastic wraps. That, that have a stretch to it and that's not good because that's not that's that's not the correct garment to use, although you know they're very popular. Um, that's available readily available in, in the country. This is this is a supporting the weakened core because the core is weakened after childbirth. So this it doesn't it, it's made with like an organic cotton or you know unbleached cotton material that doesn't stretch and it's there for support so it's like if you break your arm and you need that support um if you wait six weeks and then go to the doctor it's going to be it's going to heal but it's going to be a weakened a weakened healing you could need to re-break it so it's going to happen so this is supporting the weakened core in a time when it, it needs this is a unique period of time. They're thinking about a body, but they're thinking about a normal body, not a body after baby. So the condition of a woman's body after childbirth is a unique situation that people need to understand. They are basing this on the normal um, a normal body, and the normal anatomy and, and they're not looking at the active process of the revision of pregnancy and that needs to be understood and studied more if I can emphasize anything they're applying this to a normal body so does that make sense
0: yeah it totally does and and uh, there was definitely an aha moment when you talked about the stretchiness of the material of the bands versus this cotton wrap that is the tradition um that that you, you know, within the Malay culture and other Asian cultures. So, and you did mention before of the importance of taking advantage of the fact that relaxing is still coursing through the body so that you have sort of that extra time for wiggle to put things, you know, align them properly mm-hmm. I do not want to say back in place because they're not going back to the same place <laughs> the topography changes but to have that proper alignment of the body how long is that relaxant in the body for and when is it the best time to wrap and then for how long
1: the relaxants in the body for three months a long time and so you know when your hips open you have you know this is something where it's a strong belief in the Asian culture that they can re, re, like reform, not reform their body, but, you know, it. your body adheres to the wrap, so you're wrapping. And this is the Ben Kung wrapping, or it's a postpartum, postpartum abdominal garment that includes the hips. That's a longer design. And so it's really important to, to wrap. from. They target day five, but it depends how the mom feels. Uh, they want the breast milk to come in. They want the body to just have a little bit of a break from... Nine ten months of pregnancy, and so then they want you know the mom to have that bonding time with the baby, the skin time, and then they target day five. That's that's the general rule of thumb. Um, if there's a cesarean, then they wait three to four weeks because they don't. If it's like a like the Bengkung wrapping, which is only wrapping's only one part of a larger protocol, like the Malaysian protocol. That's only one part of it. There's Oh, and we'll get
0: to yeah. more of the protocol. I definitely yeah. want to get to more of the protocol, but let's, let's you know, let's wrap. See what I did there? Yeah. Let's wrap this one up. <laughs> yes. Um, so. so you said sort of targeting day five and then the relaxants in the body for three months and then kind of like what are you expecting to, how long to wrap
1: for? Well, they, they wrap for 40 days, 40, 44 days. A lot of the traditional cultures wrap for that long and every single woman... That I had, and I've interviewed hundreds of women. Never say they regretted it. They never say it was a bad thing. They said it helped significantly. And even now, when I teach, I, I had to buy more wraps for the class because it's supposed to be okay. You wrap this person, take it off, and the other because I have two different kinds of wraps. I want that experience. They never want to take it off because it feels so good. And it's also if you have a, you know, if you have a backache, you wrap. If you have, you know, you, your leg is sore, you you wrap that and you support it. It's not there forever. It's during the the recovery process, the healing of the body, and then you take it off. But this is this is a time when it's a weakened situation that you need this.
0: Mm-hmm. And so, because we're talking about trying to figure out how to inform and adapt these great cultural practices to our western world reality how do you navigate the fact that because of our our you know fat lack or our different paid family leave practices means that some people are going back to work before 40 days Mm -hmm. are over and so how does that can you wrap and go to back to work or how what how do you navigate that
1: yeah i mean actually you can you can wear it under your clothes that's not a problem um you know, you just you have to make it a priority. Like, when, you know, the, when the doulas make up the, the birth plan with the moms, I want this to be a fluid now to include a fluid. OK, what are you doing for the first two weeks? OK, what are we going to do the day you give birth? What's going to happen when you, you know, so I want more education. So this is part and parcel of a birth plan and it, it's fluid into the fourth trimester and you can wrap and go to work. People, it, it's very important for at least the first three to four weeks. They say to to wrap the hips and to help support that. It helps, also helps with diastasis recti as well. So when the body's malleable and you're helping, your, the organs are not stretched and the muscles aren't stretched. It's easier for them to get back to uh, you know near the previous state that they were. Of course, they're not going to be back um, perfectly. You know, we'll, so that for you know for, we're forever changed internally that we don't know about. And so all these things are happening internally and we can't see them visually. So that's why this needs to happen, but I think it needs to be involved. I think doulas should be more active um, in in creating the just the lead into the postpartum period with a plan for the first two weeks. Mm. So and that kind of yeah should change.
0: Can we talk a little bit about more about what those two weeks should look like? Like, what are some ideas to to put into that postpartum pl- that seamless birth to postpartum plan?
1: Um, well, for me, you know, I, I believe in having a planned recovery and the planned recovery should be day one every day uh, with your, you know, your new new, new nutritional needs. I, I really love the first day a woman gives birth. It's so important and so honorable in other Cultures and traditional cultures where by the first time a mom wants to get clean, you know, she has a a beautiful feminine herbal wash that's wound healing, antibacterial, anti-inflammatory, and it grounds her. You know, with, with the with the natural ingredients that's in there—it's herbs and spices and roots and barks—and that's so nice. And every woman loves that smell. So with that, they should have a planned first meal. Again, it was an honor to to make a first meal for a woman after birth and then give it to her, and she have that in her body. Um, it, it's wonderful. And I even saw that when I was at Eva Robin Lim's, um, who wrote the forward to my book, The Mommy Plan. I was two years ago. I was there um, volunteering for three weeks and I was making my broth in the kitchen and I was given to moms after childbirth with a little bit of rice and they just loved it. It was just something simple that's easy to digest, that's so warming and you know, uh that so I think that I like that idea from the very first day. Okay, you have the baby now. Now we're gonna shift seamlessly into the recuperation mode. We're gonna start it with your first meal, first time you want to get clean, and then have that daily. What's your you do nutrition, your food, the products that help the body, that have the internal healing, as you know, it could be your, you know, the breast, like um, the, the mother's milk that you you tea that you take, but something that you change the mindset and you change the mindset of her support group around her and you bring in the dads and the grandmas, maybe, you know, the siblings. Why not kids? Why not if you have you know, give them a job maybe that they could help mom, you know, do that as well. You don't know what people will do unless you ask and maybe give them a, a, a role. Yeah, and I
0: really like the that shift in mindset that you mentioned of, wait, really honor this recovery. And it's not just for the people around you to, like, this is what you need to do to help the person who gave birth, but also... Th- shift the mindset of the person who gave birth to people need to pamper me too not mm. just the baby right and mm. i need to allow this to happen it's actually good and necessary for me for others to take care of me which yeah, is, is a, a fam- it's a family shift.
1: affair yeah so why not you know why not maybe you know you have maybe the dilest change and have like Okay, we have one family meeting. I'm going to meet with you, mom. We're going to have either one family call with the family, or have a meeting with the whole family. If you it have, you know, siblings that are of age that maybe could help, or whoever's going to, you know, come there to 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 just not come and show up, not know what to do, but have more. Okay, let's plan this out. And something that's, you know, you have a plan that's always shifting, not permanent, but this is what you know. This is what we can do. Here's what we're gonna have the teas. Who's gonna make the teas? How about the herbal bath? How about um, you know when mom's not feeling good and you know she needs whatever she needs. But pulling people in And so they know what to do. And you know what, my big thing is, I want to teach dads how to rap. I want daddy's rapping. Mm. And so I'm going. I'm gonna have a night at the boutique. You know, for dads. You know, learning how to rap, and maybe they'll bring a friend that they can rap. Or dads rapping. Dads. Um, something something like that because it's really important
0: it's super important I feel it's really powerful when you have when the the partners experience like feel the whatever you're teaching them whether it's an exercise with the rebozo whether it's a you know, mm-hmm. counter black pressure, uh, the back pressure, counter pressure, um, or whether it's this the rap when they experience it in their body and realize how good it feels. Cause, cause sometimes, I mean, these kinds of things in our, it's requiring that mind shift in our Western cultures. We're like, Oh yeah, yeah. Rapping. Oh yeah, yeah. Doing, you know, putting counter pressure. Oh yeah, yeah. Some heat. Like there's no, we have a hard time valuing the power of these simple things
1: exactly Oh <laughs> uh, yeah it's...
0: washcloth cold washcloth and the forehead whatever but if they can experience how good it feels then they're gonna be more into going to that tool for you know helping their partners recover
1: and it's you know it and it's a finite time, if we look at it seamlessly going into the six weeks and we look at the six weeks, we know that's the concentrated time of, you know, of, of the recuperation of the body. But and then afterwards, you know, then it's so we have it in a finite time, like, okay, let's focus on the six weeks. This is going to happen. Lots of downtime. And that's when you have people, you know, that are more willing to help out. And then, you know, more of life and activity begins. Um, and I know in our culture, we don't stay in and, you know, that's fine, but at least we can have that mindset of, you know, we should the eighty twenty 20 role. I'm an eighty twenty person. And then, so they don't, they know, okay, this is not going to be a months, the months and months and months. We got some special food. We have some special herbs, we have some, you know, special activities we're going to do, you know, to help mom and baby and everyone is going to benefit. And so you sell it, you know, like the family package, you know, the family care. And, and again, knowing it's, you know, only for six weeks concentrated that then it's easier to buy in. And then if it needs to be extended, the family can decide how the mom's feeling. Let's get the six weeks in there. And then that's combined with, oh, okay, we go to the medical check. Mom's okay. You know, so, so we can sell it that way. That's more attractive than, okay, six months of healing and recuperation. And that's what they do in Asia. Cause in Asia, you know, it's, it's. It's you know every person. It's technically you know World Health Organization, Economic Forum. Life is maybe more more challenging in Asia, and every person in the family needs to needs to be productive and contribute, which we do now here too. It's it's harder here in America as well, but they allot this time, this uninterrupted, unquestioned downtime for a mom to recover. And so if they're doing that in traditionally that are cultures that have a harder you know harder live in why do we have not have that here and understand that because they want the mom up and productive and you know six weeks and contributing to the family again you know in her way not as previously but but does that make sense it it makes sense to me
0: i know it absolutely would make sense and one of the um one of the things that i've found really helpful when i do my postpartum education and to get or preparation and to get you know families to shift how they're thinking because sometimes it's not so much you may have a bunch of people that want to help but the person who gave birth the birthing mom or the person or the mom is the one that's like I can't stay down like I can't I've got too many things to do. Mm hmm. You know, it, it requires that mental shift. So one of the ways I've found that is helpful to make that shift and not feel like, Ugh, I didn't do anything today when you're like, you know, sustaining life. But that's mm. another mm-hmm. issue <laughs> um, is to think about those six weeks or whatever time you have off as a I approach it like a vacation. And so it's like call it my postpartum vacation is really weird vacation, but even though we're not so good at just doing nothing, we tend to be good at, vaca- at doing nothing when in vacation. Mm. So if you can bring in the mindset of vacation, because what do you do in vacation, right? You eat good foods, you sleep in, you don't clean, you don't do the laundry, other people take care of that, you discover new places like your baby and yourself, mm. You, you know, mm-hmm. and having that reminder of, oh, I'm on vacation. Weird vacation, but I'm on vacation just helps shift that mindset into something that you'll then be able to accept the change and not be anxious that you haven't done anything all day. Yeah,
1: reprioritize, you know, like a vacation from your normal life to, you know, and reprioritize what you're going to do during that. And how, how it's going to help in the long run. Because yeah, I do have moms and I, that I'm on these forums. And they're like, listen, I'm the breadwinner. i got to go back in two weeks. How do I heal? What do I do? And they don't want to be like, oh, I feel sorry if you're not. They just want to plan. They want to know what to do. And really, you know, we, we should not do nothing. There are, there are things that you can do. If I had to make a law, everyone should like wrap. I mean, the mom should wrap. And they also have to know when not to wrap as well. Like when in the case of cesarean. In the case if they're having a hormonal flash, let the don't don't keep in that heat, you know, because your body shifts from an incubator, you know, hot state when we're pregnant to a cold state, based on the humoral theory of medicine as applied to the pregnancy and post-pregnancy period. So when you're going through the hormonal flash, you know, you you want to like unwrap or not wrap because let your body, um, you know, let your body get through that, and then but so you have a real you need a real body mind connection that. People need to. Um, that's there that you just need to tap in on. That a lot of people uh, don't don't realize that.
0: Um, yeah. Was there something else from you said there were many things to that like wrapping was just one piece of it and we touched about wrapping we touched upon um, nutrition and we touched upon you mentioned like the feminine like that first cleanse, what are the things are important during this plan um, of general recuperation in those first few weeks?
1: Well, again, as I go back to the Malaysian protocol and what it is, it's, you know, specific lifestyle guidelines, because moms are considered in a balanced state and, you know, more vulnerable to, um, you know, less like, Different different views of people, and you like the, you know like the sensitive commercials like with the pets and the you know SPCA or whatever they are. Like I have to turn them off because I'm like oh my god, I just you feel terrible. Things like that. They 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 want to be around. They try to make a real calming, um, more positive, curing, healing atmosphere. So I try to tell moms that let's let's create a healing sanctuary in the house that's more positive. So it's it's mindset of the healing. It so it has to do with nutrition. Um, postnatal guidelines, personal care, and you know, there's gentle exercises you can do from breathing and some stretching. That you're not just sitting there. And again, knowing how to take care of your body and knowing the state of the digestive system, circulatory, and metabolism that all stall and then rev up um, is is you know is something that's also significant. So they're the pieces when put together is a really nice plan. For moms, but it's the plan. The plan should be to have a plan, not to just have it, let it happen naturally. Oh, because it doesn't. <laughs> it, <laughs> it won't. it needs help. It happens, like it happened to me. But what happened to me? When I had postpartum anxiety and OCD for a year, so um, it's so it will happen, but
0: not necessarily in the healthiest way. How about yes. that? Yes,
1: yes, yeah. yes, exactly. So everything put together is is a nice holistic plan. So if we're talking about the holistic experience of pregnancy, it's like fertility, pregnancy, labor, childbirth, recovery. Let's make it fluid. Into that. It's not over yet. So to speak. I know when I get to have my baby, I was like, yes, it's over with, you know, I got through pregnancy Woohoo. and, uh, and then, you know, I went back to old things and it was like, Oh, wait a minute. My recovery prolonged. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's a shift in that mindset. Absolutely.
0: And, uh, you know, going back to what you said about that mind-body connection of being aware of what your body is telling you and how things are shifting day to day, and that can be hard to do because you're kind of focused on your bo- on your baby and what they're doing different and how they're changing day to day, right? Um, but things that, one thing that I find really obvious and clear is, You have your lochia, your postpartum bleeding, that should be tapering down. And if Mm -hmm. at any point it flares red, that's your body Mm -hmm. literally giving you a red flag of stop, slow down, too Mm much.
1: Mm -hmm. And for God's sake, please don't, women, do not vacuum. That's one of the worst things you can do because just kind of the movement of your body and the vacuum, you think, okay, I'm not doing anything. That's actually – quite bad for the the condition of a woman's body after childbirth too. Just um, those kind of things just prioritize and let it go because I have a lot of women that come back and say, I only vacuumed I'm like, wow. And then my low cube came, came back up bright red. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's an indication. So it's, ed- it's just education, more education. Yeah. And um, again, like it's mom, take care of mom, take care of baby, better take care of yours. The better you take care of yourself, the more that you can handle and mentally, emotionally, and all the feeding at night, and you know, thinking about you know, planning out the maternity leave. I do a corporate workshop, the long-term workshop, where we were we're planning out the, the because you plan to leave, you plan to return, you transition out, you tra- transition during, and so it's it's you can also plan the maternity leave, and it's only six weeks. You know, even if you do four weeks, right, eighty twenty, it will be. What the body initially needs because it's depleted. I don't even the most healthy mom who has takes all the supplements and, and eats healthy will be depleted after childbirth. They will be able to recover quicker and and ramp up their, their internal nutrition like the omegas, um, because they'll they'll have that baseline and starting from scratch. But you still, in my research and opinion, still are de- fully depleted of your nutrition from. The baby
0: and Valerie. I know you have a lot of resources for people. Um, let's go through some of that and resources that are you know yours and not yours because you mentioned, for example, the um, abdominal massage. Oh, is that something that people can get back to after having a baby right away, or do they need to wait?
1: Um, having like the abdominal. The, this is all traditional feminine healthcare that is good for us women any time. And so it's particularly good in, when it's like in a concentrated manner and having these, you know, these traditions, you know, treated for us or we do it to ourselves during this period. But we can do this at any time. Um, abdominal, I, you know, abdominal massage, I give a self-abdominal massage when I'm having my menses that I'm going to start a workshop because so many people have been asking me how to do that and just how to care during that period, during that, that, that time of the month. Right, and but it's I, good at any time. Yeah,
0: and I know that the um the Arvigo practitioners, if you go, they also teach you how to do a per you know massage yourself. So, and it's a very simple, um, mm-hmm. helping focus on that area. So. There are ways to figure out how to do this on yourself.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. So what I I would recommend when when recommending I give because of course I import all my things from Malaysia, is when you're doing that and again you're you're helping the body shed the retained elements of the water, fat, and flatulence. You want and then at any time you you're doing you move during your menses, you want less stimulatory type of oil because the body because because that those kind of stimulation circulation capabilities of the herbs are you know, absorbed by the body, and then it's giving that body the extra boost that it needs. Because how herbs work in the body, no matter what you take, the body prioritizes its own needs internally. So when that's the theme, it's shedding uh, the retained elements that revs up the body and, and will release them faster. So I recommend like a stimulatory type of oil, like a ginger or energizing, you know, they're all over the place and look at the ingredients. And so that will also help.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, So give me some more of those resources and you can absolutely like, if people want to contact you or look at your resources, how can they do that? Yeah.
1: Okay. So my website is the mommy plan. It's after the book, um, the mommy plan, Um, you know, T H E M M M Y. And or postpregnancywellness.com that, uh, uh, directs to the same website and there's uh, information articles I teach a traditional postpartum recovery practices workshop and I'm teaching it actually this weekend in California in LA I've taught it in May teaching it again at um, at Beanie Birth in October and then I'm in Chicago in South Haven Michigan and Boston and back to New York um, that as well i teach at the malaysian permanent mission to the united nations and i offer for well because it's the malaysian practices all malaysians uh, i accept one malaysian uh, scholarship for each uh, each class that i teach and also a person of color for a scholarship for um, for each class that i teach so, um, and
0: they can yeah. find resources to, like these dates and how to sign up. They can find it at themummyplan.com.
1: Yes, that and on the Facebook page, Traditional Postpartum Recovery Practices. I could friend me on Facebook, maybe the easiest, or LinkedIn in order to, to reach me. Valerie at themummyplan.com. Mm-hmm. That's my website.
0: And they can also get these, I mean, I know you have some products available also that you import from Malaysia and like the oil and you have a kit.
1: Yes, I have a post uh, post postnatal care set that I import from Malaysia. That's a a program of 11 products, uh, one tea consumable and then a wrap. And I also have uh, like a program, an 18-day program if they have to recover quickly or a 30-day program, which is more most of the case in the United States what they do from day one with like the feminine wash and what products that they use day and night that help facilitate the, uh, the release of the elements and help the mom recover. So that's all laid out, product usage videos, um, working on an app. Uh, so there's lots of support material for moms. So I do a mom and plan workshop for corporates that I've done at Johnson and Johnson. So I'm kicking that off out here. And I would love to bring my workshop to wherever people who would are interested in it. And so people are saying, I want to bring it here, like Philadelphia or Nevada. And it's like, okay, let's talk about it. So awesome. I, I want to you know, bring, bring more information to people. Yeah. Let's get this information
0: everywhere so that yes. we can get better, better recoveries, better restoration of uterus, yes. uteri everywhere. <laughs> um, is there anything that you wanted to make sure we got to that we didn't yet?
1: Um, you know, just about you know restoring the uterus uh, that that is, is really needed and that's something here that we don't do and we don't think about it. And so we're not really in touch with our bodies there and the deep heat and the massaging and the wrapping all help that. So we need to look at our feminine health and go back to that. And I would recommend that things like any kind of supplements you take, take them for women because You know, I know we share them, and over the years, I think about after forty, I took things specifically for women, and I really felt that that really helped my body. Um, So that's that's also a recommendation that I that I tell everybody.
0: Thank you so very much for doing this today, and for having all these wonderful resources for people, and all the work you do.
1: Thank you for having me and being patient. And anytime I'm here as a resource for women, I I want to serve women, and that's what that's why I do this work.
0: Mighty Ones, find the in-depth show notes for this episode at birthful.com, where you can also learn more about me, the show, send me messages, and more. This episode was produced by me and made possible by you. The title song for this podcast is Vive Ace by Kevin McLeod, and the sponsorship song is Air Hockey Saloon by Chris Sabrisky. Find them both at freemusicarchive.org. Here is what Valerie
1: had for breakfast. Okay, so for breakfast, I had a Bulletproof coffee with... The brain oil that I need, ghee for oilation, and veggie mite on a sourdough toast.
0: I'm Adriana Losada. Please join me next week when I'll be talking to a mighty parent as they share their amazing story here at the Birthful Podcast. Thanks so very much for listening. This episode is copyright 2019 by Adriana Losada. Hey, Mighty One.